and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Daniel Hall. I'm Ben Allison. We hope this podcast is helpful for you as you uh, engage ideas in the culture in your everyday lives so that you can help people find Jesus and also follow him. And this podcast is based on Titus 2.11, which says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So keep that in mind as you watch today's episode, and thank you for joining us, and God bless. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. So today is episode two. I am Daniel Hall, and I'm joined by Ben Allison. And today we are going to be talking about is truth objective, and we're going to talk about truth. So Ben, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. And hey, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the into the show today. Yeah. Um, for those that uh, aren't aware, we already recorded one episode. Be sure to check it out. Um, and it's about po- apologetics and what is apologetics. So be sure to check that out uh, if you haven't heard it yet. And uh, so that was last yeah. episode. And today's episode, let's kind of dive on into uh, is truth objective. So what's your what's your answer to that question, Ben? Um, yes. Great answer. All, All right. right. See you for the next <laughs> we show. We can go home now. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Truth is uh, the 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 question of of objective truth is um, one that can be a little bit dicey in today's culture. You know, there's there's a lot of um, thoughts out there in culture like, you know, I just want to live my truth. Um, I'll live my truth. You live your truth. You know, you do you. Um, you know, live your best life, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so it kind of insinuates that something can, um, that there, there are things that, that, well, that everything really is just kind of up to your own personal opinion on, on, um, on what truth is. So that can be really problematic in a lot of ways. And, uh, uh, particularly if you want to be, um, faithful, to God's word, uh, because there are many truths that um, that are objective, um, and uh, sometimes if people put qualifiers behind the word truth, like absolute truth or subjective truth, right. and um, there there are certainly things um, in our experience that that uh, will be maybe different from the experience of someone else. Um, and that belongs in its own category for sure as, as a way to detect something that, that is true. Um, but there's lots of other ways to, to detect truth as well that are available to everyone and uh, that do seem to um, you know, show that, that there is such a thing that is, as truth that uh, corresponds to reality for, for everyone. Yeah. So I really like something you said. You said God's word. Okay. So God's word is the Bible. And uh, one way that we can find out if truth is objective or not is to figure out if we can test it, right? If something is testable and provable to be right or wrong, then that can lead us down the right road to figure out if it's objective. Um, if it cannot be tested uh, from right or wrong, then it would be considered subjective. Like you were saying about, oh, I'll live my truth and you can live your truth. Well, we can't test that truth to know if it's true or not, so uh, it would be subjective. But let's see if we can test 
the truth of what the Bible has to say. So in the last episode at the end, I introduced this, uh, these couple verses in Luke. Uh, Luke is one of the gospel writers. He uh, is considered to be someone that compiled a bunch of eyewitness accounts to write his gospel. But uh, let's kind of dive into Luke 1, 1 through 4. So it says, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. So on that last little sentence there, so that you may know the certainty of the things you've been taught. How can we know the certainty of things that have been taught? Can we test them? Can we not test them? What do you think, Ben? Yeah. Oh, that's really that's really cool because uh, Luke is talking about Again, one of the ways that we can uh, find out if um, if something is true, and mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna get a little bit nerdy here for a second on on some philosophical terms, some some twenty dollar words here. But I want to talk about sometimes people get this confused without you, know, and you don't have to know the words to for this to be an issue. But there's such a thing called epistemology and ontology. To put it simply, ontology is what we know. So think of that as, you know, what, what we know, what we, what we think is true. Epistemology is how we know. So it's the method to which we come to our knowing. By the way, if you leave either of those in the comments below and spell them correctly, we'll give you infinite Scrabble points without (laughs) looking them up. So yes, very, very valuable as well. So there's, so there's, and the thing, the, the reason why I even went there is because there's several epistemo, epistemological, see, I can't even say it, <laughs> methods, okay? There's different methods to find out how we know things. Um, the one that Luke mentioned there in verse 4 of chapter 1 there is, um, you know, through historical, what, even at the time when he was doing his research, he was going to talk to people who... Um, were there at the yeah. events and recording those. So we would call those, you know, historical investigation. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing as we look at the gospel accounts as well. Uh, we're looking at historical reports, investigations uh, uh, of that. Um, there's several other, but there's several other epistemological methods. Um, one of those I mentioned earlier is uh, introspection. Um, things that we know because we experienced it and, and I, you know, I want to be careful with that a little bit, but let's say for instance, the feeling of pain, um, you, you understand the feeling of pain because you experience it and maybe a person that was not involved in that painful event, whatever that may be, um, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, whatever the case is, maybe another person is not involved, but you still know what pain is because you experienced it. So that I would call that introspection. Another way that we can find out what is true is through testimony. And that's what Luke is, you know, the people that Luke was talking to, he was talking to them personally um, and hearing their own personal report of the events that took place. Um, so that's another method of doing it. Another method is logic. 
So things like math, things that are logically true, two and two is four, that sort of thing. Um, there's a scientific method of, of knowing truth, testing, observing, you know, repeating tests over and over again um, to uh, experiment with things. And then um, the last one that I'll kind of mention is, is divine revelation. So um, divine revelation would be like scripture. Um, this is a book that is uh, written by God through humans to give us a message um, and um, we would call that divine or special revelation from God. So there's lots of ways to to find what is true. Um, we need to take them all into account and be really, as Christians, I think, be open to all of these methods. A lot of times, a lot of times with Christians uh, or people in the church, you know, you'll find people who will say, "Well, um, we shouldn't look at." you know, scientific evidence, and um, there's there's kind of this clash between um, science and faith sometimes that really doesn't need to be there because there are different ways of knowing, um, different ways of knowing things. And um, so um, those are just some initial thoughts on, on uh, how we find truth in different ways. Yeah. So... One thing that I wanted to bring up um, today that I thought would be really useful too <clears throat> for our audience would be this this book. So if you're watching on video, I'm kind of holding it up. But um, for those that aren't, uh, it's called Reasons to Believe, and it's by Dennis Moles and Ryan Whitson. So Ryan Whitson is uh, the lead pastor here at New Hope Church, um, where that Ben and I both attend and here in Iowa. And uh, basically in this book, it has a bunch of different uh, articles or really, um, really knowledgeable papers that were written by very knowledgeable people that uh, wrote about truth and the reasons to believe uh, in God and giving thoughtful responses to life's tough questions, as the tagline says there. Um, so I definitely recommend for those watching that if you really want to dive into this, you should get this book on Amazon because it's like 17 bucks and also it supports our lead pastor. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great book and it's a great opportunity to learn something too about truth. Um, and just like you were saying, there's a lot of different ways to know that something is true or to understand something is true, right? So, so let's look at a couple of examples of things that we can know that are true, right? So um, for example... Uh, can we know that, uh, you know, we breathe oxygen? Well, yes, we can know that we breathe oxygen because we require it to live. Um, can we know human beings are alive? Yes, we can know that they are alive through testing and through uh, showing different signs to say, oh, are, they, are their cells reproducing or are they uh, breathing or stuff like that? We can know that someone is alive, right? Um, without diving into consciousness, but uh, just on the straight fact that they're alive. Well, now there's, there's other claims that someone might say that might not be testable. Um, for instance, if I said, I love pizza, right? But let's say you don't like pizza. Well, how, how do you test that I love pizza? You, you can't, mm -hmm. right? So 
that's a claim, but I'm not claiming that it's an absolute truth, which is one of those words that you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Absolute truth is just something that I believe is true no matter what, and you can prove that it's true no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, but that wouldn't be something like that because saying I love pizza is uh, preferential, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you might not like the same pizza I do. So. Yeah, well, there's. I would, I would add to that that it may be true that you love pizza and mm-hmm. there's nothing totally wrong with that. Now, if you said that pizza is the best food in the world, now that would be more of a, a subjective kind of claim. But I would say that you saying you love pizza would be a totally, you know, maybe a totally true statement. If in fact you do, I do love yes. pizza. So, <laughs> um, and you know, who doesn't, right? So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think that, you know, kind of the way, you know, what, that we look at that, um, you know, it's kind of like, is it cold in here or is it hot in here? Well, um, it's an, it is an actual temperature in here. I don't know what that temperature is, but there's Probably a like 80, it feels pretty hot. It's, warm. <laughs> yeah. it's a little warm, but yeah. you know, this room is an actual temperature and that is the true value of, of the temperature in the room. Yeah. Um, now how you, whether you, you think that's cold or you think that's hot, you know, that's, that's again kind of the uh, a little more of a subjective um, you know way that your body is is reacting to to uh, you know the elements of the room. So not to get um, too wrapped up in that though, but I, I wanted to mention too that um, you mentioned earlier testing things to to see if they're true. And um, this is actually um, there's a couple places in scripture that actually encourages us to test. Um, the truth. And so I want to bring that up and bring that into the, the equation as well. One of those places is First John chapter 4, uh, very beginning, um, verse 1. It says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to determine if they are from God, mm-hmm. because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So um, this is talking about, you know, that um, God gives us his spirit uh, but there's a lot of false spirits out there as well. There's a lot of false truths. And so we are expected as Christians to test and find what is true. And the way that we do that, again, as Christians is by looking at God's word and seeing if it um, something lines up with God's word or not. And so this is kind of really where the importance of, of truth really hits home for us, uh, because it's one thing to just sit here and talk philosophy and talk um, you know, that sort of thing. But, but really where it's practically important is, is for us to, to understand how we're called to, to use truth in our lives. Um, we, as we engage with people with different ideas and culture, um, as we, as you can imagine, um, anyone who's been around very long, you're, you're gonna expect that there's, you know, especially if you hold to a biblical teaching on, on a lot of uh, maybe hot topics in culture right now, um, you know, you'll probably be met with some um, disdain, some, some okay. issue with people. And actually, that's, that's scripture as well. I think it's um, 2 Timothy in chapter 3 um, that says, um, all who desire to live you know, a godly life in Jesus will be persecuted. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can expect that if you, if you are desiring to live in the truth of the word, um, then you'll be persecuted. So avoiding, always avoiding, um, 
you know, those conversations with people is not, not really something we need to, we need to do. We need to engage. Um, well, and to jump on that point, the, that scripture you read from first John, uh, I do want to add that Jesus actually backed that up. Um, or actually, I guess first John backs Jesus's words up because it was written after Jesus. But, um, it says in, uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse 15, it says, watch out for false prophets. Uh, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves mm. by their fruit. You will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from uh, thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Mm. Well, so that that, uh, scripture in 1 John that you read actually backs up what Jesus said there perfectly. And it's all that Jesus is saying is, Look at the way that they live their lives. Look at others, how they live their lives, and discern and use that knowledge to understand, is this somebody that I should associate with? Is this somebody that I should help? Or is this somebody mm-hmm. that I should be avoiding because they're, they are not seeking truth and they are actually preaching against the truth? And so, but first, I think that we, we must understand what the truth really is. And uh, I, like, I like what Jesus also said in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. So, Ben, I'm going to ask you a, a really direct question here about that verse. So, so Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? Jesus is making a very big claim right there, like a, a huge claim. So kind of give us your thoughts on, on that. What, is, what does Jesus mean when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? I think for Christians, uh, you know, I think it's a pretty straightforward, uh, a pretty straightforward um, verse. Um, what he's saying is, I am, you know, through Jesus, that Jesus, he is the path to which we get to the Father. He is the path of salvation. Um, there is no other path except through him. Um, and so, you know, this kind of puts to bed the idea of kind of a, a universalist um, type of, you know, everyone's going to eventually make it to heaven. That comes that comes back to, well, how do you know that? What's what's your method of knowing that? Where did, where did you get that from? You don't get it from John 14, 6, I can tell you that. Right. Um, so Jesus is the one who's, who's able to pay the penalty. Uh, for our sins, he's he is the truth, um, and and the way to to God. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty pretty straightforward sentence there. Yeah, and really briefly too, that gives us a good opportunity to share what the truth is, which is the gospel, right? So, gospel comes from a Greek word euangelion. It just means mm-hmm. good news. Well, the only reason we have good news is because we have bad news. Mm -hmm. So the bad news, let's start with that. The bad news is that uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which is Romans 3.23. But what's great is in the next verse, Romans 3.24, it says, but all have been redeemed by uh, the blood of Christ, right? And I'm paraphrasing there. But um, basically what what Paul is arguing there in, in Romans 3 
is that we all are sinners. We're all born into this world and nobody's perfect, okay? That's the truth. Um, but with that, there is one step further that says, which is what the gospel accounts say, the eyewitness accounts that we're testing here, they say that Jesus died for our sins, the penalty of our sins, which the penalty of our sin is eternal separation from God. Doesn't sound fun. But the good news is that because Jesus is saying here in 14.6, John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So what he really is, is meaning there, uh, the way I interpret that is that he is the way that we can follow to know God. He is the truth. So he is what we can test and approve. Um, and then he is the life. He provides us with eternal life because he is the intercessor or the person that stands between us and God and says, I died on the cross for that person's sins, which is all of us. If we, if we choose you know, to, to submit ourselves to God, then Jesus stands before God's throne and says, I, am, uh, I paid the penalty for that person's sins and they are allowed into the kingdom of heaven and we can spend eternal life before God and his glory. So that's mm. the gospel. Right. So yeah. I thought that'd be a great opportunity to share. And, and that's an important thing that that our faith hinges on is the gospel, the truth of the gospel, if it's true. And if it is true, then we have much more than faith um, to stand on. You know, it's not just a blind faith. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's that's great. And and um I would add on to that. I love it. Um, if you just look, you know, John fourteen six is one of those famous verses that we love. Um, the way, the truth, the life. Uh, I want to look at ch- uh, verse seven, the verse right after that, mm-hmm. where Jesus says, "If you know me, you will also know my Father. From yeah. now on, you do know him and have seen him." So again, Jesus is very clearly showing that he is the way to the Father. In fact, he identifies himself as being part of the Godhead um, and uh, his divinity. Um, the Trinity, that is. Yes, yeah. that, that claim there. So, um, you know, we all understand, as you said, things have gone wrong in this world that we live in. No, you can get everyone in the world to, to agree with that. Um, things have gone wrong. Either, either, either that's us or, uh, or that's just the way things the, in the world work. Um, and um, everyone will agree on that. Now, um, I think there's a there's a knowing in all of us as well um, that we have done wrong ourselves. Part of the thing that's wrong with the world is us, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know how we how we reconcile that and how we are made right. If if there is a God, um, and you know then we might need to to reconcile for for those types of things. And that's exactly where the gospel, where the gift of grace and the gift of sacrifice through Jesus comes into play. So. That's one way we can talk about truth, um, but I think that's probably where we need to wrap it up here for today and end it there. Thanks again, guys, for joining us today, and um, hope you um, enjoy the podcast, and uh, definitely subscribe, and we'll be back with you for another podcast soon.